but me want rock sandwich. I I first I, I can't help but address the fact a couple things. One, does the thing actually eat rocks? I'll allow it. Thanks. And now listening to good, bad, or bullshit. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. Random topics, unrehearsed conversation, quality reviews. My name is Mike Hodgins. I'm one of your three hosts on this show, along with uh, the one and only Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Hello, Michael. Hello, Good, Bad, or Bullshit listeners. Finally glad to be here. The always gregarious Bo, and of course, Mr. Crofton Steers. Hello, Crofton. How are you? Hello, everybody. I'm more svelte and aerodynamic than usual. For those of you who are listening to the audio version of this show, you're missing out on a sharp new haircut. Did you? Just... <laughs> it is new. I'll give you that. Did, did, did you have your nether regions match what you've done with the oh, top? Oh, He said he was more well... aerodynamic. I assume that... <laughs> You need to shave more than your head to be your own. Is that what you do when you go to the barber? You're like, all right, now that you finished up top, let's just <laughs> drop my drawers and just give me the number one all over. Thank you, Bob. So if if, if you're playing good, bad, or bullshit uh, board game at home, and, and one of the categories is how quick Bo can take us into the gutter, well, this might be a new record. I think we were maybe 20 seconds. <laughs> maybe 20 seconds? Like my, my, yeah, my second sentence. The second sentence, folks, I think. Yeah, yeah. well, Third, that was impressive, maybe. Bo. Just straight there. Next next time when it's your intro, you'll just open it up and be like, "Hello, everybody! Balls, sex, <laughs> balls, penis." Look, when someone talks about a haircut, I do start thinking about the other hair that they could be cut. I don't know why. Like, I've got a thing right now. My my big thing is making sure my ears are shaved. I've got a special ear shaving device now because it gets really hairy, and I'm getting older, and there's hair in there. Yeah. It's kind of like. Be- you can't see it. I don't. I can't look in my ears. So, and I don't have. Uh, I don't have a significant other. So I don't have someone to be like, dude, shave your hair. You know, people don't tell you that. People don't really look in your ear. But if you, you do see people's ears, and I'm just like, man, there's a mitt full of hair in there. I better get rid of that. So, well, I, I mean, also nose hairs. I, I use it on my nose too. Listeners, I am so sorry. No, it's, 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 this is adult stuff. About... Yeah, people got to shave their their body hair. This this will make a good compliment to the episode where you start, started by talking about your lactose intolerance. Oh, God. I still have that, you know. I still eat ice cream. It's just shame. I, yeah, I, I also I want to point out how whenever Bo does an intro, he always uses that quote, which I think is a really good one, which is, um, what is it? Com- conversation is the foundation of higher thought. Yeah. But then I'm like, sometimes it's not, though. Some, sometimes it's not. <laughs> sometimes. In Bo's case, it's the foundation for poo. Sometimes it's just... You know, you just words are coming out of your mouth. That's sometimes all it is. There's no thought involved. Right. Speaking of words coming out of our mouths, last last uh, week we ended up doing sort of was it last week? It was this is a long week. time ago. It was last but we week. did we did the uh, Donald Trump election episode, and it so it's been a while since we actually did a random random topic. Yeah, feels yeah like it feels it's two cool. weeks. We just skipped the one week, but still. It, it, going one week without a random topic is weird because we've been doing this for three years. It's like going going a week without sunshine or shaving <laughs> your ears. Uh-oh. <laughs> I like how lame your stuff was. I thought you were going to say like sex or beer or like going a week without 
you know. So, so I was like, I can go easy three weeks without sex. <laughs> Keeping it classy. That's what I do with my new haircut. Yeah, you're you're quite the professional now. You're a professional uh, young man, and we're all proud of you. For it is Crofton. funny how Crofton is like, you know, his career is like upwardly mobile. And he's doing well, and he looks clean cut, and you know, well to do. And Bo and I both Today. look like Bo and I both look like homeless people, and I am un- unemployed. And Bo is Mike's more on the homeless. Mike's more on the homeless side. I'm more on the neighborhood sex offender side. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Gucci I would always say... kind of slant you that way. Yeah, I just I don't know what it is, but I just I always feel <laughs> I feel very self conscious that people think I'm like the local sex offender when they see me. And I, I, I... is it because of those posters I keep putting out? <laughs> <laughs> what you put posters up, Crofton? Have you seen this man? The joke you hang can take out a joke at the too elementary far. School, Bo, you know, you there's other a, places to hang out. Take a joke it's too tr- far, guys. It's true, actually. Like I just, I'm, I'm looking at this visual uh, again. Apologies, audio listeners, and and I recognize that. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had long, shaggy hair, and I, I'm not even sure if I had shaved recently. Today, I have shaved, and I have short hair, so the it's quite a stark difference. You know, we did what did didn't we do? Have we done beards on this show or facial hair? We did that, right? We did beards. We did beards. Yeah, I don't remember I what we said, what they said. Clearly, it was good. Clearly, it was good. I don't know. I think I said they were bullshit. And earlier today, I was eating stew, and the like juice was dripping into my beard. And I'm like, man, beards are stupid. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I always try to have one at this time of year, so I'm going to keep it for another month or something. All right. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I think I, I have a hard time imagining myself without facial hair. I just can't go back. I think it works for you. It's become part of your identity. I'm just like yeah, and same with the lo- and exactly. and for me in the long hair the long hair thing too. Like right now I have long hair, but pretty pretty much I cut it once a year and then, you know, I've noticed that if you don't cut your hair for a year, it gets long again. And uh, so that's just what happens with me. I'm like, I get my yearly haircut and then I'm all good. I'm on 4 months. I I cut them every 4 months and then they'll grow back. Man, the uh, haircutting industrial complex has got you by the the balls. You're like, this guy is cash so. for life every four months. Every four <laughs> months. Yeah. I can send my kids to college. Sweet, you're okay, $300. All right. Yeah, I think you're right, Mike. We need to do a random topic. Crofton, you, you want to – or no, Mike's queuing it up, and I stole his job. Yeah, I'll get the machines ready to go. Let me know when you're good to go. Here it goes. You're pulling the string. It's gone. <laughs> What a great sound. I'm glad that that sound is back. Yeah. All right, let's turn up. Whew. There's the ding. Um, Love that sound, The too. topic today is commercial space travel. Oh, okay. I feel like, you know, it's like Elon Musk and his pet projects. SpaceX. What else isn't is, there? Also, is there? Really... Isn't also like, what's his name? Like John Asbestos or something? Who's the guy that owns Amazon? <laughs> Uh, Bezos, I think oh, Amazon. That guy is yeah. a total jerk. Like Amazon is like the anti-progressive work culture compared to the other. Like I read this article about like, it's like terrible. Like they encourage like infighting amongst employees, and there's like rat outlines. And anyways, that was neither here nor there. Except Amazon sucks is what it, is what I, <laughs> the meaning of that. Uh, well. Uh... So commercial space travel, relatively new thing. It's the concept of um, of private industry as opposed to government getting involved and perhaps even charging private citizens to be able to to travel into space. Is that is that it? 
Probably and well, being being commercial, yeah, for sure. It sounds like you know space tourism is is uh, is going to be a thing at some point, and already technically has been. Was that rich that rich guy that went up with the Russians what a while ago? But but also beyond that, like you know, uh, if it's commercial, it also just means like maybe it's mining operations in space or like other things like that. I suppose. Oh, like in the Expanse, such a great show. It's funny how like. When you think about it, though, like, you know how, how they, they see money? Oh, money can't buy anything, everything. You know how there's these obscenely rich people, like, the, just absolutely, like, mind-bogglingly rich, multi-billion dollars. And then you re- realize that until recently, like, it doesn't matter how much money they had, if they wanted to go to space, you know, they couldn't. They couldn't buy their way into space. Like, that was just... They couldn't, you know, set up their own space system or whatever space program. They would have to, you know, lobby a government or make. I don't know. I don't know how they they'd have to become an astronaut the old-fashioned way. I know no other way up until recently that the, these giant oligarchs could possibly go into space. So it kind of is is it's it's freeing in a way, meaning that like. You don't just have to be super competent and train for multiple years and be beneficial to science to go up into space. Now you just have to have a whole whack of cash. Um, well, we're not but, quite there yet, though, right? But I mean, that's the direction we're headed. What does like Elon Musk is? He has he has a, a vested interest. I think that we can all agree that of the the, the Doctor Evil type of billionaires and the the noble heroic type of billionaires he maybe leans more or towards the the noble side he's less of a donald trump and more of an elon musk um (laughs) but uh but he's at the same at the same point you know he's not a trained astronaut nor does you know like everything he's doing is 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 based on him being essentially wealthy and having a vested interest in this field yeah but but I mean, if you have the money to do it, then you can do it. I think that I think space travel is per, still prohibitively expensive. I thought I heard an interview with Elon Musk where he's saying that they're trying to get the price down to five thousand dollars a pound or something like that. Like they measure the cost of space travel in a per pound thing. They're trying to work to bring down that cost. Essentially, the work going on right now is to actually make it affordable. Because, I mean, I guess a, a rich person could just send himself into space and whatever happens, happens. But I think, <laughs> I think people get rich because they they do a little, they go a little bit further than that and say, you know, how can we monetize this for the rest of the world or make it available to some, you know what I mean? Like, so I think right now yeah. the cost is still prohibitive and they're trying to bring it But down. it's But it's also like, it, it also kind of underlies the fact that g- going... The fact that humans have been in space at all is like a kind of a crazy thing. Um, and it only happened because governments decided to get behind it because not only like it's not only just the the cost of putting everything together, but all the underlying research that needed to be done about like rocket propulsion and like it's just and, and the aim at the start was like, well, what are you going to do up there? Right. You know, w- where were the commercial interests? Uh, but in, so in some ways, like it. it it makes sense that it couldn't have been commercial before, but now it's like getting to that phase because a lot of the underlying research has been done. We know how to get into space, and basically, 
if you can probably just access the patents or, or that the government has, you know, now you can build your own if you have the the money. But that couldn't have happened, you know, even a few decades ago because things were still underway. Like, it, it's I, like it couldn't have started in the commercial uh, no. realm because it's just there was no there was no reason to. And the resources were just far too large that were and required I, for the baseline stuff. I'm conflicted about commercial. They, commercial space travel in the sense of businesses and uh, and corporations being involved in it um, for two reasons. One is is the first on the pro side of things in my mind, I think of like all the progress that was made over the Cold War period during what is known as the space race where like both the Soviet Union and the Americans were sort of setting these crazy benchmarks in, in, in space and um, and there was a drive and a motivation to do so and to put money into to push science and that sort of thing. It feels like that that is that's long in the past and now the pr- priorities given to things like NASA or by even a democratic president like Obama is 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 middling compared to what it used to be, much less a Republican president. Um, space is not seen as as something that they want to invest a ton of money in on the other hand um so you've got you've got like these corporations that might be willing to fill that void and create competition much in the same way that the soviets competed with the americans and that may generate innovation and push things forward which i think is cool but at on the other hand, I, I don't like the pay to the pay to play sort of uh, mentality or the idea that private, you know, I'm sort of leery when private corporations control anything, and if they they're controlling the next steps in in human adventuring into space, that 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 makes me a little uncomfortable. So on one side, competition good; on the other side, corporations make me feel. Kind of well, dirty. The, the competition part that's essential to this is that they're going to find a way to make it affordable. I think the I think space programs have been expensive, prohibitively expensive. I think it's I think it's fairly well known that these were not profitable endeavors, but more patriotic. You know, there was a sense like United States, United States competing with Russia, the race to the moon. So there's a sense that they spared no expense, meaning they didn't put this thing at like diamond level compression think tank of how to bring the cost down and if anyone can bring costs down it's people that are profit driven not not public servants not not for profit people not the academics of the world it's clearly people who exploit quite wantonly and who can design things to be cost that would be the the the, the motivating industry and then if, I think once if, they figured it out, maybe we can make it public or we can we can do something with it once it's been in that pressure cooker. But even that, thinking. like, it, it still it doesn't really there's something that doesn't make sense to me about it in the sense that they're like they're bringing the price down, but where is the money generated? Like, I I see how there's a market for uh, satellites. You know, you get some well, satellites. Tourism, your telecommunication right? companies. You want to get your satellites up there? Okay, get that. That already exists. Uh, you know, that they companies pay to get, you know, the Russians to go put their satellites up or whoever. Um, but 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 in terms of bringing people up, like, is it is the, the first phase sounds like it's just going to be like tourism for the ultra rich, because even getting that price down, it's still super high. And it's like, what do you get up there? So 
you know, and most people are like, yeah, they go into space. I guess it's nice or whatever, but it's not, you know, like you got other problems or concerns on your mind because I like, I want to go to the moon. And then beyond that, it's like, like, what are you going to do up there? Or, or if a commercial enterprise to be like, oh, we need to make it cheap to go into space. And you're just kind of like, well, why? Uh, and I get about the things like um, high altitude commercial air travel which is sort of borderline space travel which which will make flying around the planet really quick where, where basically the plane goes up and and you can get from here to japan in like three hours instead of 15 or something like that you know stuff like that i get how that will be commercialized and make a lot of sense but like people wanted to take a trip to the moon it, that's always just going to be massively expensive and and other companies get into it like i had said mining and stuff and but i feel like that's a long way off but like we're you know, some asteroids might have valuable materials on them, but at the moment it seems so outrageously expensive to go there to mine. Like, where's the money coming from? Uh, you know, and, and and so when they're developing this, it's like venture capitalists, but I still, you know, putting their money into be like, oh, we'll commercialize space travel, but I still, aside from milking the uber rich, like, where's the money going to come back from, you know, and to, to repay that investment? It's not like there's stuff up there that you're going to get and be able to sell, really. Not in, in any foreseeable time frame. No, I think it's it's clearly just for for well for the reasons you stated, tourism and potentially travel. I had a funny thought while you were saying that is that a new form of airplane crash would actually be airplane like I don't know if one of those planes died in space, you'd just be floating out there, <laughs> floating away from the Earth, maybe or something. That would suck. Anyways, um, I, my sense is that, like, because we say like, why do it? It's like, well, that's the whole point. Is that there's a sense of imagination and wonder that's captured by the big universe out there. So it makes sense as a species to push on those boundaries, even if we don't see the immediate return on why you would do something like that apart from travel and tourism like, but again, there's nothing just out there but there's a just, universe out there just to interject but i feel like that's what it, what you just said outlines to me why governments uh have traditionally done it because it is one of those things it's like funding any kind of exploration is is often done for like just to do it you raise money i mean unless again it's an oil company paying a you know, a geologist to go survey for precious metals or oil or whatever. Uh, often governments do those kinds of things because they are to further, you know, what we're doing all together. So I get that, but it's just like, I don't see how, like, it doesn't strike me that many companies are like, we're going to invest billions of dollars because it's the right thing to do. And we want to advance humanity. No, we, we need a like, visionary commercial leader. I mean, that's why Elon Musk, people write a lot about him a lot, because I think it's bold to be that guy. Isn't Richard Branson the, one of those guys, too? But there, there's also, look, there's, I, I work currently in, in sort of defense procurement, which is which is interesting in the analogy to that you can make with space procurement because um, when it comes to defense procurement, all those big, big fighter jets and, 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 and tanks and everything, they're not made by the government. They're made by private companies that win contracts to develop them. And uh, NASA gives out lots of private contracts as well but there's a sizable amount of stuff that's done that's done in-house and there's advantages disadvantages to giving out these contracts sometimes you can save a lot of money um 
especially if the capacity exists outside in a you know in a private company, you give them a contract to build a satellite or to 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 even to now we're at the stage where like companies like SpaceX can can launch those satellites. Uh, I mean, there there is an there is an advantage to develop a, um, a private industry that is capable of contributing to government's. Uh, space exploration because uh, for a long time everything that was space related was pretty much done um, at least the core parts of it were pretty much done by governments like the space arm by by the canadian government the, um, you know the apollo program all that sort of stuff is done by governments and there would be yes there would be private sector contracting done at a smaller level but now it's becoming done at a larger level and i can see the advantages but i can also see the the disadvantages that the difference between it and military procurement is where you have to worry about you have to worry about like in the military procurement world your private companies that you build up in your country selling to like despots or 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 countries uh that are that are in unrest in states of unrest with space procurement like you're selling these spaceships or or, or the equipment um, to build satellites or or the capacity to launch things into space, it's a lot less, I guess, controversial um, in many ways. So I can see the advantage of creating that industry. I don't know. I'm <clears throat> I'm I think I just we don't know what's around the corner. I, I just feel like it's really important for for us to be. Like I don't think it can be. I don't think there's enough going on in the in, in the world right now focused on space, right? Like we should all be like there, we're in a period of regression, right? Where we kind of don't care about space. Humanity's got enough problems. Trump's president of the United States. Things are shitty down here. What's the point of space? And like, like space is the big picture, not what we're dealing with here on the planet. So I feel like because there's stagnation, if if private companies want to pick up the slack, that's great. If if there's whatever the market or vision might be, I don't think we have to have a rational explanation for it. I don't think governments do it better. I think a lot of exploration has been funded privately by venture, you know, people gambling on the new world back in whatever era that was where they were sending out all the boats. What was Christopher? What is the era? Is it the boat era? 1400s <laughs> boat era. It's, not, it's, boat era? it's not medieval times. Calling a cologne, colonial colonial time. Like I mean, colonial time. Sure, you know, but that's how it was. Enterprising businessmen saying, "Hey, there's a new world out there." And I mean, to well, most people, actually, it probably it governments like Christopher Columbus was funded by the King of Spain, I believe. Yes. Oh, well, that was funding. I mean, Spain or Portugal? that's where you get your money from, but it's not the. Well, that's what you're just saying. Like, private industry pick up this last. Like, I feel like these things are always kind of linked. Like, and again, like the the commercial stuff. Again, like we were saying earlier, wouldn't be happening if governments weren't involved. And as Crofton was saying, that like governments do this along with private enterprise all the time you know in terms of subcontracts and you know to to manufacture this or that or whatever so those things are always kind of intrinsically linked for me it's just kind of like the i'm still curious about what like why the, or or what it is you know at the commercial end of it and 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 all i can really see in terms of revenue generating is that it's rich people going up there for tourism 
And then I'm like, is and, and you think of the resources needed. Like, so Elon Musk for sure is a visionary and and has and there's some some stuff he's doing. Like you just announced, like um, roof new roofing stuff that's also you know is solar PVs embedded in your roofing tiles or. And I'm like, that's great. Someone should have done that. Feels like years ago. And he's got that kind of and electric cars and stuff like that. But the space travel, I'm just like, where's really the 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 return going to come from? And at the moment, I really see it. And he, so going to Mars and stuff sounds interesting. We talked about that. I think we did a whole episode on going to Mars. <clears throat> I don't remember what I said about it. Uh, but it, again, once you get there, it's like, what do you what what, what do you do there? Or, or and and I get that it's science. Um, discovering stuff like that is going to happen, which again, that's me, me makes me feel like it's more the realm of of government uh, sponsored to do it for for its own sake. And I'm not against this; I'm totally for it. I just feel like most companies are doing things in order to generate a return on their investment. And for like a few of the small scale things, and I mean these aren't small scale, but like travel around the globe more easily, satellites up in space. Uh, military applications uh those things i get but in terms of like going out into the solar system aside from asteroid mining which i hear is still here is a you know thing way off there i don't i don't see what they're expecting to get yeah, so but... it's like if you're elon musk and we want to send people to mars what possible return actually uh i just thought of one which is wasn't there one where they were going to make it a reality tv show as well which seems they so won't sad. make back your money on a no matter it's that's not they were but they what, may make you president that? though look like you look. know with a one-way mission thing and it was going to be all filmed and televised and i'm like man that seems somehow so 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 wrong. here's the thing is i think you can have lost leaders in business and and i think you can be the company that has I don't know does he still own PayPal like, or you can, you can have a profit generating business that uh, has a symbiotic relationship or a parasitic you can have a company that SpaceX that never you have no idea what how it's going to make money in the future but it's very important for the identity or just personally if you're the founder or you're the primary motivator to have in your catalog so Virgin has Virgin Mobile and and has all these profit generating companies and it's got its galactic division which may never generate profit but still very important somebody because we all sort of we sort of categorize companies as evil but there are people there are visionary people in there who are using the money to do the things that they want they dream to do right and for some people that's space exploration and it is going to take money and it is going to take people that are motivated to find a way to make money. So if the you know if Loblaws, a big grocery chain chain here, if the guy who runs that place, what's that guy's name? Is he still alive? Dave Thomas? No, that's the Wendy's guy. Let's use the Wendy's <laughs> guy. He's dead. Damn it! Inappropriate. Um, who's who's alive? Who's like makes for a goofy example? Who owns the business? Okay. Is also public facing person. Um, like. Zuckerberg? Well, I don't know what you're getting awesome, at. Awesome, sure. Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, although it's not super profitable. Let's say it's just generating tons of money. He's like, I'm doing a SpaceX program. I have no plans to make money. People are going to get behind it because Facebook generates money. They can use a portion of it to do the thing he thinks is cool. And and maybe that does turn into profit generating. Or maybe that creates a whole new world where we have Martians and we have belters. 
We have well, people on okay. Earth, and we're I'm living in the expanse. Him. He's gone. Now. <laughs> um, so, so I'm not gone. You know I'm right. Like it's. You, no, you're... I don't. Um, here's here's the thing, though. Is like to to Mike's point about like the money thing and companies chasing money. Like there, all these projects take multiple multiple parts, right? And like a, a, anything from a fuel tank to like a the machine that takes a plane to the runway or whatever procurements are happening all over the place. So they, they make the, the companies will make, you know, short-term money on commercial space travel, even if that money is coming from taxpayer dollars through the government. But, but in terms of long-term, I get what he's saying. Like when, what, what's the, what's the end goal for, for the company? Um, and, and maybe, maybe it's like one that, that is completely, imaginative right now science fiction like it's it's having a habitat on mars in which that you know you're charging the super rich ton of money to go and stay on mars and maybe eventually it's something else but it's being on the frontier of anything so being on the on the cusp of the latest technology or industry is always going to be beneficial for your for your company and and uh being on the forefront of sort of this at the space race like you think of all the things that we have got from nasa everything from tang to like um <laughs> to, to like jet oh, engines and all that like well i mean it's just stuff that's come <laughs> from developing for space exploration and I, I mean i i think that there's advantages there but i do agree with bo that it takes these people that have a certain level of passion to to embark upon embark upon that and right now i i do i don't think like like there's a bunch of companies that are jumping into virtual reality and um Bo mentioned Facebook and they they decided that they're going to buy, you know, Oculus. And and so for them, in terms of like making sort of a science fiction comparison, they decided we have, you know, the, the leadership of Facebook had a passion for it. But at the same point, also realized, hey, we can make a lot of money with this pretty quickly, hopefully, um, where uh, concurring with Mike's point. I, you know, it's the long game. It's more the long game getting into sort of this this space race. And part of me says the more the merrier, but another part of me is concerned because, like, I see these presidents. Even Obama. Obama wrote this piece for CNN, um, maybe a month ago about like how Mars is the next frontier and humanity has to commit itself to uh, to recommit itself to space travel. But really, he hasn't done a whole lot under his own watch on space travel. And George W. Bush, of all people, did a similar thing. At the end of his term, he wrote something like or put out something about the importance of space travel. So you have these presidents that seem to only recognize that it's important at the end of their terms when they got nothing left to lose or whatever. It's like, Oh, we really should have done that. Let's next guy push that forward. And so companies can maybe fill that void because right now it's becoming, it's growing bigger and, and putting my cynic hat on, I don't see Donald Trump coming in and being like, yes, please travel. Let's do it. I mean, unless he was going to put a Trump hotel on the moon or something, which I, you know, two weeks ago would have sounded ridiculous, but now it's starting to sound more and more realistic. If, if, if someone could say there's an affordable, let's say 10 grand opportunity of a lifetime, Mike, you get to go to space. Does that not compel you at least a little bit? Does that not seem it's, it's almost a, uh, how do you put a price tag on it? it, it it's a very yeah. special thing. Well, and I'm asking your honest I, opinion. I don't know. There's honestly things I'd probably rather do. Okay. Like... Crofton, <laughs> Crofton. How about you? Space well, travel, 10 grand. Oh, 
for like I, I the idea of travel in general around the world. And I haven't seen every anything close to everything that this planet has to offer. But still, the but idea it doesn't of offer space travel, right? But the the idea of uh, of it even like you go up a tall building and get a view of the city. It's always like you know takes your breath away and that sort of stuff. Like if there was a reasonable amount of money that I could spend and ten grand, honestly, to go up to space, that's a bargain. Like I don't think we're going to be there close to there in my lifetime, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I would do it. Yeah. I think that sounds like money well spent. I think that, you know, if, if someone can bring the price down, even if that's for a day, I mean, I've dreamt many days of just like, what, what was space like? It's cool. It's just, it's, it, and it's immeasurably cool in a way that like nothing else is. And I know Mike's not wrong. It's just a big empty vacuum. Like it's just it's it's a big pile of fucking nothing, right? Like to be, why to be fair though, Bo, you've often dreamt of what Anaheim is like and uh you've never been there That's either. True. So, That's so, true. That's like, true. I wouldn't I, you you've been I He's I trying to say that Blizzard like, Entertainment is like the equivalent of space travel for me and that I've been to neither, but I don't know if they're I'm in Anaheim. Just, yeah. I'm just saying to you that like you'd I do find it ironic that you have a this this desire or urge for space travel when in fact you do do land travel because land you know, is like boring. It, space no, is very not. compelling. You, you haven't been any place interesting. Like, uh, but I think in a some, way I'll have visited the entire planet by seeing it all with my eye from space. Yeah, I, I agree that looking down at the Earth, I'm sure, would be a you know, breathtaking and humbling experience and one that probably anyone could could appreciate, you know. Uh, but it's also highly uh, like at, at the, I just think of it is like to to do it. It just seems so kind of egotistical to be like, I'm going to go up there and look at the planet. And there's like a billion people, but they're like, I will drop a million dollars. That guy that spent a million dollars on himself to go up there and look. And I think it's one thing when we choose astronauts and we're it's a government sponsor to be like we're doing this together is how it feels is different than the vanity of just being like a wanted and you know and we talked about travel a lot and agreed that that's basically what that is too and this is just another component of it i guess except the scale of cost and energy usage is like crazy like just in terms of like if it was commercialized and people were flying into space all the time like the amount of energy it takes to get out of the atmosphere is like massive you know like if you had rockets going up all the time which we do like they're spewing tons of pollution there's 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 repercussions and stuff like this uh and yet to get something into space it's like it's just it's it it doesn't really make any sense and this is often the you know the kind of argument against space travel which is kind of a simplistic one is like well we got all these problems down here why don't we focus on those and then once we got those under control then let's look at space and and, and i feel then like we would never look at space well well that's that's probably true because people but i mean part of it is 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 maybe like you wonder how much does this one affect the other like we don't look at problems because people are focused on like well i want to go to space and i don't care about you know starving people or pollution or whatever I want space and, and, you know, so, so maybe they're like, they're a bit in related in that, in that people's egos or visions are moving in one directions and you're leaving a whole other thing behind unaddressed. And I do feel like the resources, you know, we were saying, okay, so Elon Musk, we're talking about him a lot, obviously he's this billionaire with this vision for the future. And that's interesting. But then you think of like 
you know, I would have, and I think he's a, he sounds like a really interesting guy and I appreciate his vision, especially on a lot of energy stuff. But then you think of like Bill Gates and it's like his massive wealth, which he's basically just is like, seems to be trying to go through laundry list of world problems that they can address and are making like headway on. And, and, and I feel like to me, if you're a benevolent billionaire, it's like, don't put us in Mars. It, I know it's it's like, you'll be in the history books if you do. More so than someone who got rid of like hookworm in Africa or something, but I just feel like if you know if you're really trying to help the human race, yeah, help you know, us there's, help there's better deal with projects for billions than food, there's food the, shortages, would, climate change. There's I'm sure there's a lot of things you could do. I would point out that neither of those benevolent billionaires became president, though. No, well, they weren't smart enough. No, clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm pretty much ready to go verdicts. I don't know if you yeah, guys got more. All right, let me bring in the farm animals here, and let's uh, let's get the verdict time going. Here they come. Order, I say. Order in the court. Order in the court. All right, it's verdictizing time. Who would like to I think, step uh, forward? Uh, I'll go first. first. All right, because um, I feel like I had a certain there was a certain odor in the air when I, we were talking about this. A certain yeah, was whiffs of something. Wasn't There's me. no oxygen up here, Mike. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was. Uh, yeah, it was a. <laughs> so farce. yeah, I'll just go and say I think this this topic is bullshit, and the <laughs> commercial space flight is bullshit. All right, whoa. Um, and the reason for that is like it's like I do think that forward thinking and innovation that comes from trying to do something big and great like going to Mars or going to space is noble. Uh, but I kind of in some ways I kind of like when it's go- government driven in the sense that if that if it's if it's done by governments or cooperation of governments, then it feels like we've done it, you know. It's something that everyone, the human race, can be proud of. But I feel like when it's when it's driven by, um, you know, commercial interests, it's kind of like, well, who did it then? The, so the the rich because of vanity and ego, and they're like, because I can. And what else am I going to spend my billions on? I may as well go to space, the space hotel, the Trump space hotel, and enjoy my life. It's like I'm like, eh, that doesn't not make me feel like we accomplished anything, you know. Uh, and and I do think that that argument about like the resources invested could be put to better use. Um, I'm not saying we should give up on space flight, but uh, and space travel. But I I you know and it, and it, so I don't know. That's why it's coming out on bullshit because I really think it's sort of a, a mixed bag of like really billions there. There's better things to spend it on. That's my two cents. All right. <clears throat> well, I'll let Crofton go last. I'll take the next crack at it. Um, so the the space has always been cool to me. It's hard to talk about a topic about space and not just feel like do it. Um, I do agree with what Mike had to say that if, you know, it is very expensive right now to solve the, the space problem. We're essentially fighting against gravitational pulls of our, uh, solar system. You know what I mean? Like we're fighting against the gravitational pull of earth and, and it takes a lot of resources to get out there. It isn't easy. It's a giant freaking planet. It's gravitational force we're fighting here. And it's very expensive. And the world outside of the Earth 
is incredibly hostile and toxic for us. There isn't a planet in the solar system that is... There's like no reason, as Mike said, there's no reason to be out there. And we have plenty of problems to solve. However, space is super important. There is a whole world of stuff we don't know. And part of it, a lot of, you know, many scientists have learned a lot of things just observing it, using light, using all kinds of methods and mathematics to figure out what it is that's out there. But there's really no replacement for going and seeing yourself. And I think... I think, though, you know, what's the point of being human? Like, we, we explore, we learn things, these things enrich our lives, knowing makes it better. There's a whole world of unknowable out there. And, and, and I don't blame anyone for being fascinated by it. I think it's cool and I'm fascinated by it. I want somebody to get us into freaking space because we need to iterate on space travel. I didn't get to talk about my big idea is that for really space travel to work in the long run, we have to fundamentally change our physiology. I'm thinking we become beings of energy. They're shaking their heads at me so hard right now. Beings of energy. I, I don't because, think it's that thought. Because we, we probably could survive the rigors of travel without having organic bodies, but yet having our consciousness. And I feel like that's there's something to that there. It's not just science fiction, although it is. But... But Start a Kickstarter. <laughs> beings Download of energy research. brain into a computer. Look, it might not be hive mind. It might just be that we're beings of energy. And we, we stream energy to share thoughts with one another. But there, we're, we have to start somewhere. We can't just jump right to being beings of energy. That doesn't work yet. So we've got to go out there. We've got to do this. And I don't care who it is or what kind of a douchebag you are. If you were on Team Space, I'm on your team. And I'll overlook some of some of your your bad shit because you're on team space so all that to say is commercial space exploration pretty fucking good yeah baby it's good all right crofton you go ahead (laughs) (laughs) follow that one up i was like i i will i will uh overlook some of that stuff i just see him working with like Edie Amin or something like that, or like Kim Jong Un. There's all these prisoners being <laughs> being executed in the background, but they're launching rockets in the foreground. Both like, I support this dude. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I I had a hard time with this one. I'll be I'll be honest, and because uh, part of me agrees with both of what you're saying, and and honestly, when it comes to like space travel, space exploration, I really want to get my Neil deGrasse Tyson on and be be as enthusiastic as possible and 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 let's bring in these companies and all that but then i thought I thought about it a little bit about the topic we actually drew, which wasn't like private investments in space exploration, it was commercial space travel, which is more specific it is essentially billionaires or or people who are able to afford whatever these tickets are uh tra- you know traveling up to space uh and 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 looking down on the world and feeling good about themselves and uh, and that sort of thing and as much as i would you know enjoy that opportunity if i had the money and that sort of thing i would i i can't say that that in itself is is a good thing i do think there's 
a benefit to having more private players in in the space exploration game. I agree with Mike that it needs to be you know government driven and is sort of an expression of our collective imagination. And, and I would I would want to see private co- corporations help us get there. Uh, but their eyes are going to be on the, their bottom line, and, and and to do like those sort of flights in, into uh, space, aside from the high atmosphere, fast travel ones that may be somewhat beneficial or maybe more, maybe push travel forward on this planet. I don't really see enough positive there that I can say that it's anything else than bullshit. Bullshit. Well, you heard and it. So There's I'm the cow. Commercial space travel. That's co- I. I gotta. I gotta differentiate that from from sure. just you know government companies. space exploration. Yeah, and I don't think one will replace like I just because companies are in it. I don't think governments will be like, oh, they're doing it now. We're out of it. You know, like I. I, I like. I like the everybody being involved, especially because I worry that there'll sometimes be governmental gaps. But at the same point, like. I really think the idea of commercial space travel, like, hey, look, let's travel. Oh, look, we're looking at Earth. There's the moon. Oh, this is awesome. Is kind of bullshit. Let's play right. David Bowie in the background. Um, um, actually, I changed my verdict. It's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, listener, if uh, if you have an opinion about uh, commercial space travel and want to let us know why, we, why you agree with Bo or why you agree with Croft and Beings her eye, or why it's bad. Maybe it's bad. Please let us know. We'd like to hear from you. You can find all our contact information and listen to the show at our website, goodbadbull.com. You can also email us, goodbadbull at gmail.com. Send us a tweet, at goodbadbull, or like us on Facebook, and you could uh, message us there. You can, uh, If you haven't subscri- subscribed to the show, you can do so at Google Play or iTunes. Uh, and uh, yeah, give us a five star review if you want, or a one star review if you want. You do you have free will. Uh, also, <laughs> we have we have a Patreon. Um, we have some Patreon supporters, uh, and we would like to thank them for their continued support. We really do appreciate it. it makes the show keep on chugging along. And if you'd like to support us, you go to Patreon.com/slash/GoodBadBull. Um, and uh, yeah, and you can follow us all individually if you'd like. Bo, where can our listeners follow your musings? Uh, they can, well, they can follow my thoughts about being uh, beings of light energy on Twitter. You know, if you just want to see the other radio shows that I do, I tweet about them so you can see it there. So, Bo Schwartz on Twitter. <clears throat> and Crofton, where can people follow what you, what you, what you say and think? Uh, they can follow me trying to lobby Elon Musk to fund my next great idea of becoming beings of light that travel through That's space. That's not your idea. Yeah, yeah, it's my idea. Trademark Croft and Steers at Croft and Steers on Twitter. Man, the <laughs> ensuing legal battle will be epic and furious. And uh, you can follow me at ML Hodgins. Um, when, but when you were talking about the the bean and beans of light and stuff like that, it occurred. There's the whole thing I find funny and interesting, and it's not funny. It's actually kind it of. It occurred to be... me that so much Sorry. is wrong with that. <laughs> being, well, so much is wrong of, with that, but I feel like of that's energy. self-evident that I'm not even going to talk about that. But what I do want to talk about is that there all is all this talk about going going to Mars, um, and you know this one way trip, and people like talking about ten years out, we want to have people on Mars, and and. and you know, it's always like makes big media headlines, and and the kind of elephant in the room with that is that 
anytime you hear an astronaut talk about it or science people who actually understand the science you're like those people are probably gonna die horribly uh because yes. as soon as you get outside of the kind of earth shielding of of the radiation out there and then mars itself it's like you're just bathed in terrible radiation and all kinds of other things that are going to kill you um it's just it's awful and i feel like to make a reality show of us watching these people go to die is really morbid yeah, and, and also it's sad it's, and, and i'm not really in support of forgetting it. Well, the radiation alone for a long time no forgetting the radiation alone the mars surface is literally toxic one millisecond a, a little puncture in your suit or anything like that you're dead it, and, and, it, it will and apparently the dust you. is like gla- some parts of it are like glass particles that there's, are just like it's really there's no like, way we're living on Mars there? but and, uh, and get, no, your get your ass to Mars get your ass to Mars how how is you know like if it takes so much energy and all this how is it that Iron Man was able to break the atmosphere so easily he had an arc reactor. I now I remember. He's, I he's a, he's a billionaire too. He's like the Elon Musk of superheroes, right? If this if this showed a throttle button, I'd throttle you right now for your <laughs> lack of scientific understanding. Oh, arc reactor. He but yeah, so that's like the basic, the very basic things people don't get. Like, oh yeah, we'll go to, or, or even just the. It's really interesting to me that humans have gone into space. That's a really neat idea. But people are always like, you'll hear people say like, oh, our problems and climate change. We're gonna need to colonize Mars. Or to, to for the human race to continue and what i always feel like saying to those people it's like it's not like we just exist and then we can go other places we exist because of the earth like we evolved to be adapted to it not to any place else like this yeah. is the place for us it's perfect for us yeah. and we're fucking it up and it, it's really annoying but there's no place else for us if we go to mars it's not going to work. He, We're going to die. He sounds like Bill Nye right now. Bill Nye is the well, first no, to tell you. Reality We're not like, going anywhere. Not like... Save this planet. It would take right now. You would, we could change the, the amount of energy you would expend to colonize Mars. You, if you applied it to Earth, you would reap the benefits like a hundred thousand times yeah, over. And it, like that. And aside from that, just it's, it's terraform Earth. Don't terraform terraform this planet. <laughs> like, and it's not even like like <laughs> when you have astronauts that just spend like a few months in space. Like they have major problems when they come back. Bone density losses like heart problems like we are not meant to be an anti-gravity or even low gravity like we're built to to live on this planet that's that's where we evolved there's no place else for us so i'm just like people come on yeah so that's where mike left out the part where he felt i was right that space travel necessitated a physiological change into an energy being of energy because then we could survive I, uh, more of the rigors out there. He just forgot to say it, Crofton. He, did, he said it really he quietly. It sounds like he's on the beams of light train. Yes, exactly. That I started. <laughs> I'm on the, like, let's just no. try to live here. We heard you, Mike. We understand what you were trying to say. We got it. <laughs> Elon, call me. is like 24 hours of anything is bad like 
you're not going to have fun doing anything for 24 hours. I don't know. I think uh, Sting might have a word or two with you regarding with respect Sting? to tantric sex. Oh, well, see, that's, see, that's the other thing. I think 24 hours of that would, would probably <laughs> kill yeah, you. Too much. I agree. It's too much. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.